a podcast. Did your radio show get canceled? Fire, fire, fire. Low down and filthy, but the discipline is on point. Schooled myself, made my own dojo. A cold flow with the whole dose of soul. Maintain composure, even in fury. An anomaly, properties undiscernible to mere peasants. Use weapons. Hey, it's Peter Don, Pete the Planner. And this week on the Pete the Planner Show, we're tackling power percentage once again. Yes, on episode 120 of the Million Dollar Plan podcast, check it out, or episode one of Pete the Planner. TV. We talked about how power percentage works, but since then, since those two events, we've received a tremendous number of questions of how a power percentage works, and that's why today we're doing it again. So here's what's on the agenda for you. Number one, we're going to do a quick recap of what is power percentage. If for some reason this is your first time here, right? little orientation. Well, let's do a little uh, a new uh, visitor orientation. I'm Pete. Uh, this is the Pete the Planner show, and our goal is to make sure you never worry about money again. All right, orientation's over. So we're going to do a recap of uh, what power percentage is. In the second segment, we're going to talk about what's included and what isn't included power percentage, uh, but but based on the questions of emailers. So you can always reach out to us, ask uh, Pete at PeteThePlanner.com or Pete the Planner on Twitter. That's at Pete the Planner, whatever. You can figure it out. I'm really one of the easiest people uh, to get a hold of uh, on the planet, and that is hyperbole. We'll talk about so what is included and what is not included in power percentage. Uh, in the third segment, we're going to talk about quick ways to make your power percentage go up. The goal of power percentage, as you're about to hear in a second, is to make it go up consistently every year of your life. Dramatic? Arguably. Important? Absolutely. And then finally, Boom, biggest waste of money of the week and the news. All right, so here's the score. We we need to measure how we're doing financially. I wrote about this recently in my USA Today column, uh, which apparently was well received. I only had a couple people send me hate email and a couple. That's not bad. I mean, you get into the dozens. That's bad. Just a couple. Uh, power percentage measures how you're doing financially now. You like, you like that? Uh, the power percentage measures how you're doing financially right now. Not then, right now. Right, right now. Like right now. Uh, and, and it measures behavior. It measures the activity of your income. There's other bad ways to measure your financial health. Credit score, terrible way. Your income, terrible way. Savings account, not great. Amount of debt, not great. Net worth, not great. Power percentage, oh, it's great. Your power percentage, what we do is we measure based on your gross monthly income. That's pre-tax income. We want to know how much of that gross monthly income went to move you forward financially. Now, there's a few different ways to move you forward. And very simply, it's to uh, save or invest money or to pay down debt. Like both of those things move you forward financially, not only from a net worth perspective, but it's a good use of your income uh, when you on the debt side, because once you eliminate a debt completely, then you can use that money to then save for the future. Now, your power percentage, even when you pay off debt, can dip if you choose to absorb the uh, lack of obligations into your lifestyle, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's show you how to calculate power percentage once again. So first, take your, gro your, your household income. 
You can do it on an annual basis. It doesn't matter. We're going to convert it to monthly. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what it is. As long as you're above living wage, okay? As long as you're above living wage in, in the area in which you live, power percentage is apropos. So let's say your household income uh, is $60,000 a year. doesn't matter, right? It could be 120, whatever it is, divide by 12. And so we know 60 divided by 12. That's why you're here on the show this week for simple division. 60 divided by 12 turns out five. $5,000 a month of gross monthly income. And what we're trying to figure out is how much of that income moves us forward. Here are the things that I view uh, to be uh, moving forward actions. There's uh, contributions to your employer-sponsored retirement plan. There's the match that your employer uh, puts towards the retirement plan. There's your own savings and investing, including if you put money in another retirement plan, such as an IRA, this is me taking a drink of water. I've been talking all day. Sorry, I'm parched. If you're listening on the radio, I could have just paused pregnantly. Can you pregnantly pause or it's just a pregnant pause? These are the things that keep me up at night. Anyway, so uh, also within, when it comes to your mortgage payment, you, your mortgage payment can actually contribute to your power percentage as well because the amount of principal that's paid down in any given month, you can add that amount to your power percentage. Pretty cool, right? So if you've got a $1,200 a month mortgage payment and $400 of that goes to pay back the principal, then you get to add that $400 to uh, the tally of activities. So, so far we've got retirement plan contributions, savings, investing, IRA contributions, what your employer contributes to your 401k or 403b, your mortgage principal repayment in any given month, and any other debts, okay? That's super important. Any other debts like paying down a student loan, paying down a medical bill, paying down a credit card, but there's some buts, right? And we're going to get into the buts in the next segment, but here are the things you can't include. You cannot include a credit card, which you currently are using, and you cannot include uh, transportation debt, no car payments, no motorcycle payments, no boat payments, no helicopter payments. I don't know how you roll. So take all those things, add them up. Okay, add up uh, investments and savings, add up debt pay down, mortgage principal reduction, add all those up, and then take that number and divide it by your gross monthly income. Okay, so in, in this example, let's say that uh, I, I added all my stuff up, and it was 1500 bucks, and I divide by $5,000. Well, as we know, 15 uh, divided by 1500 divided by 5000 gives us a percentage which I'm going to have to calculate. Bree, what is 15 uh, divided by, uh, 1500 divided by 5,000? This is on the fly. You'd think I'm in, 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 the, in the money business. I should know these things. The reality is uh, it's the end of the week and I don't know. Bree, how much is that? 30%. 30%. Thank you, Bree. So 30% is the power percentage there. 1500 divided by $5,000 of gross monthly income. Your power percentage is 30%. Not bad. In fact, it's good. Here's the scale. The scale is very, very, very important. You need to know the scale. The scale is this. If your power percentage is 10% or below, and again, you make above a living wage, you're in trouble. I'm, I'm not kidding. You may not feel like you're in trouble. You may have a lot of money saved. You may have no debt, but you are in trouble. You will never, ever break your dependency on your income if you stay below 10%. This is what's shocking. If you've heard power percentage for the first time, you're like, hey, everything's going so well. 
And then it's like you're in like middle school or high school and you got like a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you're like, this is going well. We hold hands in the hallway and then they come up to you after class and be like, hey, this isn't working out. And you're like, but everything was going so well. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't. And that's way too much physical contact for middle schoolers. Let's be honest. I didn't think so at the time, but now as a parent of a nearly eight-year-old, we don't need anyone touching each other. We just stay away. All right? Relax. 10% or below, it's a problem. 11% to 20%, it's okay, but it needs to keep going. Even if you're at 7%, the goal is not only to increase your power percentage now, which we're going to talk about in the third segment, uh, but to increase your power percentage every single year until you retire. So 11 to 20% is okay. 21 to 34% is, is good. It's good. And so the example I gave you of $1,500 a month going towards healthy activities um, of a $5,000 gross monthly income, 30% was what we got. And that is pretty darn good. 35% and above is great. Great. So that's the primer. That's how power percentage works. And here's what we're going to do. After the break, we are going to come back and we're going to deal with um, a couple things. Why certain items are not included, such as transportation, some life insurance, where does HSAs fall into this? Why aren't credit cards included if you're spending them? So we're going to cover that. And then after that segment, we're going to deal with how to make your power percentage go up today today. There are so many ways to lie to yourself financially. There just are. You can tell yourself things are great when they're not great, but once you calculate your power percentage, there's no turning back. And I mean that in a positive way. Sure. Is it possible you hear that you're not as healthy as you thought you were? Yeah, that's absolutely possible. Uh, do you wish that you were in men in black and Will Smith could come up to you and, and, and zap your brain and you forget that you learned about power percentage? Some of you may feel that way. A majority of people that hear this, hopefully you, hopefully you will take power percentage, measure yourself, and then change your financial life. I get dramatic from time to time. I just do. It's the nature of who I am. I get dramatic from time to time. If you master power percentage, you'll never worry about money again. And I mean it. Not only will you build assets and pay down debt, but you will break your dependency on your income and you'll be able to retire. I went retroactively to clients of the past. I don't have clients anymore. Right? I, went, I went retroactively and I started just thinking through some of these situations and matching it up against the power percentage formula that we created and found that people that I, were wor that I was worried about sort of with intuition heading into retirement, once I put the numbers to it with power percentage, I should have been worried because their power percentage was incredibly low. You can't retire until you break your dependency on your current income. Your power percentage, the higher it is, the more you've broken your dependency on your income. So coming up after the break, we're going to talk about what's included uh, beyond the obvious, uh, why and why not. That's all next right here on the Pete the Planner Show. Question the right of any man. The voice his opinion as strongly as any can. But then again, many men are citizens of their own little world, so they ain't really fitting in. I'm in the background blending in. Camouflage by the scenery, but I'm a champion. Revamp the camp again. Put down the stamp again. Talk to my fans again. Renew my brand again. Review the 
We're back here on the Pete the Planner Show. Power Percentage Episode 2. I don't even know if it's Episode 2, but it's the second major episode of uh, the Pete the Planner Show where we're doing on Power Percentage. Uh, if you're just listening on the radio or a podcast, be sure to watch it on PeteThePlanner.tv as well. And oh, subscribe. Okay, so when you go to PeteThePlanner.tv, subscribe. Okay? Like I'm giving you the eye right in the camera right now. Subscribe. Click below. Subscribe. I'm throwing you some shade. Sorry, here we go. Uh, power percentage is the best way to measure how you're doing financially. And I've received so many emails uh, in, in asking clarification on, on some issues with power percentage that that's what we're doing today. We're gonna clarify some points. So you know what, I'm gonna actually read an email. I'm gonna pull it up live here as we go. The guy's name was Ned and he emailed me uh, on Wednesday night. Cause I think my, uh, this particular uh, column I wrote was in USA Today in the paper on Wednesday. So, uh, hey, Peter, I just read your article in the USA Today. You know, some people call it the USA Today and some people call it in USA Today. I don't know what's right and it doesn't matter. Uh, I read your article in the USA Today about power percentage. You are on the right track as your retirement is based on your savings percentage more than anything else. I'm just totally baffled by why you don't consider a car payment in the power percentage. It is one of the worst purchases people make and is usually a financed depreciating asset. Why is that not part of the percentage? If you calculate it with or without the payment, you get a very different view of your future. Please enlighten me. Thanks, Ned. First of all, that's the first email I've, I think I've ever received from a guy named Ned. Is Ned short for anything? Bree, I need you to look that up. Bree, can you look up, please, if Ned is short for anything? I need to know. So Ned is a great name. First Ned I've ever gotten an email from. So uh, here's the deal, Ned. You and I agree. You and I are in 100% agreement, except, except one little point. I agree. I don't like spending money on transportation. In fact, I don't spend, I, I, my cars are paid off, right? So... If my cars are paid off, which you say is a good thing, and I say it's a good thing, then how would I reflect that in power percentage? If the goal is to pay off your car and use the money for something else, how would I reflect that, right? Because I don't have a car payment. But if you have a car payment, even if you're paying aggressively on the car, why do you get that out to add that and I don't when I've accomplished the goal? We don't include power percent, uh, transportation in a power percentage because it is a lifestyle expense. Let's take three people, me, who doesn't have a car payment, uh, someone who's leasing a car for 199 bucks, and someone who's purchasing a car outright for $599 a month. I shouldn't be uh, negatively impacted because I'm doing it the right way. The person at 199 who maybe is staying more within their means shouldn't be negatively impacted. And the person that has 599 going towards transportation why should they get more credit than everyone else? So that is why transportation is not counted at all. It, it is a lifestyle expense. Um, now, look, you, you can argue any point you want on power percentage that should or should not be included. Have at it. Try to convince me. I'll, I'll change it as I see fit. But as far as transportation goes, not included. Right? I live, I don't know, a third of the mile, half mile from our studio here. I can walk. Right, and as the weather gets nicer, because you know it's February and it's a hundred degrees, if I walk to work, that's a wise choice, not only for my health but from a, a, an expense standpoint. Why fire up a car? Imagine if I had a five hundred dollar a month car payment. Like, imagine that a five hundred dollar a month car payment, and I walk to work. 
How stupid would that be? I just said the S word. My daughter listens to this show. And so we're, we don't say the S word in our house. And I just broke the rule. So Olivia, I'm sorry. I should not have said the S word. It doesn't make sense, right? So transportation, Ned, does not count. Do not include it in power percentage. Next up, uh, got this question recently. Oh, by the way, Bree, did we ever find out what Ned is short for? Yeah, it's uh, short for Edward or Edmund. Really? Yeah. Well, that doesn't seem right. In use since the 14th century. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. See, you learned so much on this show. Ned is short for Edward. Well, that even makes sense. It doesn't even make sense. Anyway, recently get this question. Uh, we have no debt. I'm a renter. How can I increase my power percentage? Okay, because think about this. If you're a homeowner, the payments you make towards your mortgage, uh, the principal payment specifically goes to your power percentage. Let's say if you're a homeowner and you own your home outright, then the money that you're not paying towards your mortgage because you own it outright, it is your obligation on some level to not create new dependency on that income by uh, absorbing it into your lifestyle with shopping and dining and those sorts of things. It's incumbent upon you to then save or invest that money. If you're a renter, what do you do? Because no, let's say you pay $1,000 a month in rent, all thousands of dollars, that whole $1,000 does not include in power percentage because there's no equity change, right? So here's the answer. If you have no debt, fantastic, and you're renting, the only way to make your power percentage go up is to save or invest your money. Now, an ideal way to do that, and, and, and by the way, it's not to suggest that everyone should be a homeowner. I don't feel that way, and, and I don't think that necessarily should be your goal unless you want it to be your goal. I do feel that an effective way to have a, a healthy retirement is to have no house payment. So you can either A, rent and not pay, pay your rent and, and just squat and refuse to leave, barricade yourself in for decades. Or you can become a homeowner at some point in your life leading up to retirement, preferably about 15 years prior to retirement, get a 15-year mortgage and take care of that expense completely, and then you can live there for the rest of your life. That's what I plan on doing. Um, I'm already on the path to that. In fact, uh, I will have my pay house paid off right before my kids go to college. Uh, I will then cash help cash flow their college expenses. And then after that, Mrs. Planner and I will probably downsize, right? And then take the cash that the home is worth the, when we sell the home and just buy the new house and have no housing expense. Like that's, that's my plan. I, you didn't ask, but that's my plan. If you're a renter, you have no debt and you're trying to increase your power percentage, why not save for a down payment on the, a home? Because if you never get a down payment for a home and you're a renter, how in the world will you move? Now, here's what you're saying. You don't need a down payment. Yeah, I know, but I'm asking you to make good decisions, right? Moving with no down payment and the only way that you can afford the home is affording the payment, that makes no sense. That will end up hurting you. If you learn nothing else from this show other than that Ned is short for Edward, learn this, that just because someone lets you do it financially doesn't mean you should do it. Like I have no uh, dog in this fight. I really don't. Like I, I just want you to make good decisions. On Twitter earlier this week, I made a comment that if you make above $100,000 and you're not maxing out your 401k at $18,000 a year, you really need to take a look in the mirror and ask yourself why. Now, you may return a gaze to yourself and say, well, I don't want to. Okay, well, at least you looked in the mirror and asked the question. Now, a few trolls or people or whatever you call them said that I, I'm giving that advice to pad my own pockets. You do understand how padding of pockets works, right? 
I said that statement because I think it's the best for you. How do I benefit when you do what's best for you? I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, if I sold mortgages, maybe. Uh, if I uh, was a 401k plan provider, maybe. If I was an investment advisor, maybe. What I'm telling you is not for me. It is for you. And so when you get advice from someone trying to sell you something, whether it's the mortgage broker or retirement plan advisor, yeah, you do have to ask yourself the question, why am I getting this advice? I mean, do you, do you think it's conceivable that you're getting this advice from me because I'm just trying to damage you? No, that's not the case. Let's continue on with what else is on the list. Life insurance is on the list if it's permanent life insurance and you're funding it to what's called the target or beyond the target. Uh, we've talked about life insurance in an increasing amount here on this program, and I will continue to do so so you understand it. I have no beef with life insurance. If you have term insurance, you cannot include it in power percentage. If you have permanent life insurance, you can only include the permanent life insurance deposit uh, in to your power percentage if you're hitting the target premium or you're overfunding the policy. If you don't know what either of those things means, it's unlikely you're doing it. Ask your insurance agent and they'll say, what's power percentage? And then it gets into a weird conversation. Uh, next up, credit card when you use it. So uh, your, your credit card, when you happen to use it every month, you do it for lots of reasons, to get points or to increase your credit score or whatever. But when you do that, that that's a lifestyle thing right? You're not paying down debt. Like if I go out to eat and put a $200 meal for 10 people on uh, my credit card and then paid off at the end of the month because uh, I just made a $200 credit card payment, that shouldn't go towards power percentage. It was a meal. It's a lifestyle expense. So if you're using the credit card in that month, you cannot put it towards power percentage. If you don't use it that month and you pay down a balance that exists, by all means, include that payment in your power percentage. Health savings account. Great question right? Health savings account. If you have a health savings account, should a deposit into your health savings account go towards power percentage? Yes. If see, there are rules. Sorry, there are rules. Yes. If you don't regularly use your HSA. Okay. We at uh, Mrs. Planner and I don't use our HSA. We fund it. We don't really use it. So we get to include that in power percentage. And, and the final one that I got a great question on if your company has uh, a pension or if your company has another thing that they make involuntary um, contributions to. Now, I'm not talking about a match, uh, but I'm talking about a pension or something like that. Don't include it. We're trying to measure your, your activity, not theirs. Will that mean you're healthy? I mean, are you going to be good and well off if, if your company puts a bunch of money in an account for you? Yeah, that'd be great. But we're measuring your behavior, not theirs. So don't include that and power percentage. If you missed anything, if you just joined us for some reason, you're late, uh, go to PeteThePlanner.tv, uh, watch this particular episode, or catch the podcast Million Dollar Plan on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Coming up after the break, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about how to crank up your power percentage today. Today. That's what we're doing. Uh, and then how to crank it up each year after that. That's what we're doing next right here on the Pete The Planner Show. Mr. Kinetic, Rusty Redenbacher, ATFU, Naptown, yeah.
cashing in like the end of the game at the casino. I lean so the glare of the rear view don't hit me. Swiftly through the avenues and boulevards, old soul playing on my speakers, old soul but young and age of boss player. Not from the Himalayas, but my fam gave me every Indiana game. Grew up around the country, but the mindset was there, ain't. I won't complain about a damn thing on this beat. Axe got it slapping, glass house, keep it funky. Work to the jams, drums clicking, clapping, grooving. This is the Talking power percentage again here today on the Pete the Planner Show, digging a little deeper, getting some detailed questions answered. If you have any questions about power percentage, by all means, email me. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com or find me on Twitter at PeteThePlanner. Be sure to subscribe to PeteThePlanner.tv or listen uh, to the podcast as well. If you miss anything, you can find it there. So power percentage, if you missed it, uh, find it because I'm moving forward. Here, here's where we're at. How can you make your power percentage go up? today. How can you make your power percentage go up today? That's what we're talking about. We want your power percentage to go up every single day. Eh, that's a little, that's not true. I just lied. I just misspoke. I want your power percentage to go up every year, but if you've never paid attention to it, I do want it to go up today. Here's the fastest way to make your power percentage go up. Increase your 401k or slash retirement plan at work deposit the fastest way. If you're currently maxing out your account at $18,000 a year, if you're under the age of 50, or if you're 50 or older and you're putting $24,000 a year into it right now, you can't increase it anymore, right? If you don't have an employer-sponsored plan, you can't increase it because it doesn't exist. So if that's the case, Make a contributions a contribution if eligible to an IRA or to a Roth IRA. Okay, so that means that you would get online or talk to your financial advisor. Just get online, whatever, it doesn't matter, and open an account in which you make regular monthly deposits into the Roth IRA or traditional IRA account. Talk to your uh, tax advisor about which one is right for you. We're going to do a Roth episode coming up to help you better understand the difference between the two. But the fastest way to increase your power percentage is either increasing the percentage that goes to your 401k every single month or to open an IRA. Fastest, most effective way to do it. And it's not that hard, right? Sometimes we feel like, well, I, I don't have any money to save. You'd be surprised. Oh, you'd be surprised, right? Saving money is a challenge, but you would be surprised how easy it is when you get the money out of your face and, and take it out of view before you have the opportunity to spend it. See, most people are what we call sweep savers, right? So the end of the month is done. If they have any money left, they sweep it, <laughs> sweep it over. Don't be a sweep saver. Get it out of your face to begin with. Makes your power percentage go up and it's an effective way. It actually reduces your spending, right? Goes back to the Rice Krispie Treat pan situation. If I make my way home and there's a pan of Rice Krispie Treats on the stove that have been freshly prepared, whatever's there, I'm gonna eat. If for some reason my kids went through them and there's like one left, I'm gonna eat one. If for some reason the kids hadn't seen them yet or not home or were, were locked away so they could not touch my Rice Krispie Treats, I would eat the whole pan. Is this sad? Yes, this is sad. Is it reality? You betcha it's reality. I love them. They're delicious morsels, okay? So number one way to uh, save money, uh, invest money for the future, whether it be an IRA, 401k, Roth, whatever, just get it out of your face. Don't be a sweeper. Just get it out of your face. Second way to increase your power percentage is if appropriate, 
this is a big if, refinance to a 15-year mortgage. A much larger percentage of your mortgage payment will be toward principal in a 15-year mortgage than it would be in a 30-year mortgage. Now, there's a, there's a lot of buts we need to deal with here. Number one, if you are deep, deep, deep into a 30-year mortgage with like five years left, don't refinance. Because the reality is uh, a large portion of your payment on a 30-year mortgage with five years left to go, a lot of your payment is principal repayment. But if you're within the first 10 years or so, a lot of your payment is interest. And I'm going to use a term here and it doesn't seem like it fits, but you kind of are wasting your money on mortgage interest. Yes, it's tax deductible, but unless you take that tax refund and invest it, then it doesn't count towards power percentage, right? That's the crazy thing. There's another element here that I've sort of forgotten to mention. Let's say you take a big chunk deposit. You get a tax refund check or your uncle Charlie dies, whatever it is. All you have to do is when you make that deposit, divide it out by 12. Okay. So if I, if I get a, if I find $5,000 in a tire on the side of the road, if I did and I, and I invested it, then what I would do is just divide that $5,000 deposit by 12 to reflect it in my power percentage. That's all you have to do. Like I have a bonus uh, that occasionally from time to time I will earn based on my performance at work. And if I earn it, then I just invest it. And then I divide by 12 to count for the power percentage there. So consider a 15 year mortgage uh, refi. I did an entire episode on financing. I encourage you to listen to it at the million dollar plan podcast or go to PeteThePlanner.tv. Uh, I think it's episode four, I think financing, find it, live it, love it. It may not be episode four. No one cares. Um, also, um, activate a debt pay down strategy. If you're trying to increase your power percentage, activate a debt pay down strategy, which means spend less on food and leisure and pleasure and more on paying down your debt. If you do that, your power percentage goes up. Now, the great feeling for people when they pay down debt is that they're spending that money because they can't use that money for stuff in the moment. You're using that money for, to pay for stuff you've already consumed. But that makes your power percentage go up, makes your net worth go up, and it has the same effect as saving money does. So those are the three ways. Uh, do Set up an automatic savings into a retirement account of some sort or savings. Um, refinance your debt to a 15-year mortgage if appropriate. And if you have questions about whether it's appropriate or not, just email me. Ask Pete at PeteThePlanner.com and I'll tell you. Again, I have no dog in the fight. I'm not trying to sell anything. I don't really care. Uh, I just want help. Uh, and then three is to set up a debt pay down strategy and get after it. Now, how do you find more money? Well, you can either cut your expenses. Maybe you get a second gig. If you get a second gig, you use that money to pay down debt because if you get a second gig and absorb it into your lifestyle, guess what? Your power percentage goes down. Slippery slope, eh? All right, coming up after the break, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hit the bomb, biggest waste of money of the week. It's a doozy this week. Uh, and maybe a news item. We'll see. I don't know if we'll have time. I'm Pete the Planner. We'll be back after this. Every day living through the peace of my soul, I remain whole even in the middle of the pain. Even though my life has the rain, I still remain sane, writing and creating for my life. And my pen is my sword given by the Lord, and I use it to fight the tides of restriction. Sometimes I'm conflicted, find myself looking at the trees too much and can't see the forest. 
Enemies shall inherit the earth And I want to inherit something Something other than the high blood pressure and diabetes So work is what I gotta do Stay true to my enemy And water the trees that I sing from And look out for the lumberjacks Running with the gale force wind at my back Swift and enduring, I remain calm Swift and enduring, I remain calm all right, you're back on the Pete the Planner Show. Talk power percentage all of this week. That's what we did, right? If you missed it, find it. Uh, PeteThePlanner.tv, or you can find the whole thing on podcast. If you prefer to listen and not look, uh, find that uh, Million Dollar Plan podcast on iTunes. You can just go to PeteThePlanner.com, too. I do have a little bit of a special announcement. It's, I mean, it's special because I don't know if it's special. I don't know if it's special. I started writing my blog again. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll keep up. Sort of, uh, I was a blogger in 2005. No one read my blog for a while until they did. And then that led to a USA Today column. So uh, needless to say, I know what I'm doing with blogging. It's just been a long time because now I spend my efforts writing books and uh, columns and those sorts of things. I don't write on the internet anymore. So I just started writing this week and it felt really good if I'm being honest. I can use like my real voice to write. I don't have to write, uh, uh, I guess, publication ready things. I can write what I want to write. This week's biggest waste of money of the week, the Buam, is the Converse Chuck Taylor All-Star Modern Luxe. See, here's the thing. Chuck Taylors are acceptable footwear for a variety of occasions. The Converse Chuck Taylor All-Star Modern Luxe only expands their versatility. A monochromatic treatment gives the classic silhouette an added touch of restraint with a supple leather upper, embossed patch, and full-length color-matching Phylon outsole for comfort. Available in white or black, it's $140. Here's my issue. Everyone has owned a pair of Chuck Taylors. Everyone. Uh, I've owned several pairs. I own a pair now at home. Uh, so not only were these the one of the first basketball shoes that ever existed, uh, but on top of that, they're cheap. The whole point of a Chuck Taylor shoe is it was a sh good shoe, good affordable shoe. I will say they've gone up in price uh, recently uh, because they're sort of trendy again for like 40 bucks. But 140 bucks for a pair of Chuck Taylors? Get out of here. I better have a clock radio on the side of that thing. That is a waste of money. I, I sound like a curmudgeon, but I'm not a curmudgeon. Paying 140 bucks for Chuck Taylors, just buy Chuck Taylors. Literally like 30 bucks or something, right? I don't know. Run your power percentage today. Why am I yelling? <laughs> Anybody else just noticed that? Have I been yelling the whole show? Wouldn't it be crazy if like I was like, I think I yelled the whole show. Uh, run your power percentage today. What is it? If it's below 10%, man, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when power percentage wrecks havoc on you? Like, what are you going to do? If your power percentage is below 10%, you got to do something. 11 to 20, it's okay. Keep it going. 21 to 34, good. Keep it going. 35 and above, fantastic. Make your power percentage go up. It is the measure of your current behavior. You can do it. Watch us on PeteThePlanner.tv. Check out the Million Dollar Plan podcast. I'm done for today. That's it. Uh, so I'm sending you good vibes because good vibes are all that's in the budget. I'm Pete the Planner. See you next time. If you want to be on this podcast and have Pete fix your money right, then hit us up at PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. You heard me. PeteThePlanner.com slash podcast. Log on. This is for...
information purposes only. It's not the Swiss financial planning the flights. Consult a financial divisor. Release from Everest, the fresh is fresh, and you can call me ET or to John Tesh. Let me bless this harmonic presentation. It's amazing, so amazing. I'm the reason. Uh. Salutations, I bring you love trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love trying can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it? The tinkling of the keys is an homage to the little, little star. I sojourn over poetic descriptions of sound to travel to my other world. Out of this world, spaceship on my arm took me home, filled by the ink and the megabytes and the hypertext transfer protocol stronger than the Skynet and the Terminator. I push faders into warp speed, glide with ease, creating a breeze they call a black hole, event horizon, no rear view concerns. This I adjourn, adjourn, and beats I burn, I burn, I burn, I burn. This I adjourn, and beats I burn, Salutations, I bring you love, trying greetings from a far away land. I am the soul controller. Put the remote down and let me take control. You're now a part of my zone, so enjoy yourself. Love, try can restore your health. I bring you greetings. Uh, salutations, how you doing? And is that how y'all say it?